Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. All right, we have an answer on split the baby. Because Doran and I said that's a really weird turn of phrase, matter of speaking. Whatever you want to call it. Split the baby comes from the story of King Solomon, who had two women claiming to be the mother of a baby. He couldn't decide, so he said, well, cut the baby in half. When no one spoke up, and then the other woman said, all right, the the other chick can have it. They knew that was the real mother because... The real mother wouldn't want to see the baby be harmed. Mm-hmm. Okay. Not well said by me, but nope. you get the picture. Yep. What if, you know, if King Solomon was putting on a test, pretty good idea. If King Solomon was going to actually split the baby in half, that's not very nice. Mm-mm. You know who is nice? Brad Spielberger. Yes, he is. From Pro Football Focus. He joins us on the fan hotline presented by Sullivan Super Service, Pittsburgh trusted plumbing and HVAC provider for over 50 years. Good morning, Brad. How are you? Good morning. That was a top five segue uh, of, of my uh, radio career right there. That was strong. Well, sometimes you get the texters that have good intentions, but the English is bad. So I'm trying to mumble my way through that. I had no idea where I was going, but I'm happy we landed the way that we did. All right, yeah, Brad. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> Thank you. So the Steelers, and then I screwed it up. The Steelers will pick 20th in the upcoming NFL draft. Combine starts this week. If you were Omar Khan, what are you looking at at pick 20? Yeah, I mean, so I will try to get the scoop. We'll uh, we'll circle back next Tuesday. Um, you know, I'll, I'll bug Omar see if I can get some, uh, some intel out of him. Uh, yeah, so you know, I think offensive line is an obvious priority. Um, you know, I think whether it is you're going to see Jackson Powers Johnson mocked to the Pittsburgh Steelers. You know, from now until April, following the release of Mason Cole, I, I do think he's a good fit. Can play guard, can play center. Um, is a guy that can totally run Arthur Smith's run game and run his offense. Maybe you'd want to pair him with a different, you know, more veteran quarterback, but we'll see there. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm looking offensive line. Would even take a tackle as well. Uh, it, it's a great tackle class, and I wouldn't shy away. And the last one, I know they took, obviously, a tackle and a corner early last year, but 
some very, very good first-round corners. You know, I think at 20, maybe a Terry Arnold at Alabama is still there. Maybe Kool-Aid McKinstry from Alabama is still there. Um, a couple other names. So, yeah, offensive line and, and I would say secondary. Brad, could you see the Steelers trading out of the first round to accrue more picks? Uh, it's not really their MO. Like, I, I certainly could in, in theory. And this, this front office obviously has deviated from some of the norms and standards we've seen before. But, I, you know, I don't have it in front of me, but, uh, you know, I did a whole, obviously, analysis on the draft and draft trades. And Pittsburgh almost never moves. They, they make the picks they're at. They occasionally trade up like we saw last year, like we saw with Devin Bush. But if I had to guess, in the last decade, they probably traded down like twice. So you talk about Jackson Powers, right? And I know he will be mocked to the Steelers, has been mocked to the Steelers, will continue to be mocked to the Steelers. Uh, I've seen there's like upwards of eight tackles that could be first-round quality tackles. Uh, are there any that you would pick above the Oregon Center? Or like, where's the line on that for you? Yeah, I thought you were going to pivot to your boy Zach Frazier. I was waiting for it. I mean, um, I, w- I, I would take that guy first overall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair, fair, fair. He'll be gone by then. He'll be gone by then. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, no, no, definitely. And and I think tackle should still be a priority because you can get potentially a Zach Frazier or some other guys in the later rounds. Um, yeah, it, it'll be interesting. Like a Tyler Guyton at Oklahoma might be the line. He, I think, will be the sixth, seventh tackle off the board. J.C. Latham at Alabama is not going to be every team's flavor. I don't think he'll be Pittsburgh's flavor. He's more of a you know, big body gap scheme type of guy, not really an outside zone type offensive lineman. So, yeah, like your Tyler Guytons, who's a good mover in space, good athlete out of Oklahoma. Like I think he'll be available in that range. You know, some team could could take a risk on the, on the athleticism. Amarius Mims at Georgia um, is a freakish athlete. Is a monster. He's probably six eight three twenty five type of type of athlete and can still you know move very very well. So it, those guys I think will probably be sitting there because you know the, the Joe Alt, the Olu Pashanus, Taliesin Puaga, like those guys will be gone. Um, that that second tier, but they're still very, very good prospects. Brad, Peter King alluded to uh, yesterday or the day before that the Chicago Bears are going to trade out of the first pick. Now, I, I, here in Pittsburgh, Justin Fields is still the conversation. It's you know, Even outside of Pittsburgh, it's still Justin Fields to the Steelers, Justin Fields this, Justin Fields that. Is this uh, – are, are, are they just messing around and trying to uh, – make people look a different way, the Chicago Bears, and keep Justin Fields, or are they still interested in, in getting him off the books? I can tell you that I think they could both trade out of one and also still move Justin Fields. I don't even think the two moves are necessarily correlated. Um, I, I think they've kind of made their decision, and, and they're going to move on from Fields, and they know that that's probably, you know, it's not a done deal, but I think it's close to it. I think this week in Indy, you're going to have Ryan Poles talking to you know, Pittsburgh, Atlanta, insert team name here, um, you know, about what the compensation could look like. But I also still think maybe they move off of one. I think it would just be down to two with Washington. Uh, if Caleb Williams kind of drives a hard bargain and tries to push his way to Washington, maybe they say, you know what, if we can get a King's ransom for, from Washington, I'm thinking like two, 36, a future first, maybe even more on top of that. Uh, then maybe they do it. But I actually don't think the two things are necessarily tied together. Saw a report out of Atlanta that the Falcons might be more interested in moving up than they are for trading for Justin Fields. And they do have a couple of picks in the second round. Let's say Atlanta got themselves out of the Justin Fields sweepstakes. I mean, how many suitors would there really be for the Bears quarterback? And that's the thing. Not a lot. Because some of the teams people were looking at, like Las Vegas, Las Vegas hires Luke Getty. You don't think he's going to try to reunite right. with Justin Fields, um, you know? So they, to me, are off the board now. No, that that, that is the tough part. Is when people are putting out 
And far be it for me to, you know, combat the, the information that like an Adam Schefter has. But when he says they can get a first-round pick, I would put money down they don't. I, I just I don't think the list of suitors is that long because it's very rare to say this, but the supply of quarterbacks both through the draft, I think we're talking five first-round quarterbacks. And then in free agency, you still do have, like, Kirk Cousins is going to get a, a good deal. I think Baker Mayfield goes back to Tampa. But, like, there are, there are just so many available guys that, yeah, I, I don't think it's a long list of suitors. And maybe Pittsburgh's angle is, we're in for the right price if it comes down because Chicago loses leverage because everyone knows they're going to take the guy, um, and then there just aren't that many teams you know, bidding for his services. Brad, uh, this free agent running back uh, market, it seems to be growing, and it's decent. And you know this is outside of Steelers talk, but Saquon Barkley, Josh Jacobs, Austin Eckler, Derrick Henry, where do those guys end up? And, you know, why – you know, if you look at their teams that they played on, they seem to be one of the main factors on if those teams do win. Well, we know what the running back, uh, you know, talk is now. They're not highly valued. But where did some of those guys end up, and could they end up on uh, some big-time contenders? Yeah, you know, I think especially a Barkley and a Jacobs, like legitimately three down backs that can catch the football, that can pass protect, and that obviously can run an early down. Like, those guys are still impact, like, you know, meaningful players for an offense. Barkley, the Cardinals game was a huge part of their comeback, had a ridiculous touchdown catch in that game, like making plays that, that not every running back can make. So I think what's helping them a ton, too, is this draft class at running back is, is not perceived to be very strong. I think there's a 0% chance to get a first rounder. I wonder if we can get a top 50 pick at, at the position. So I do think that is going to help these guys. As to where they end up, I think Houston is kind of interesting. It, it seems like Damian Pierce is not a fit there. He kind of you know, fell out of the rotation, and Devin Singletary took over the starting role. He was solid, but he's not an every-down guy, not a workhorse-type player. He's 5'8", you know, 200 pounds. Um, so I think th- that team could be interesting there if they want to just get a stud running back for a C.J. Stroud, a guy that can also you know, catch the ball out of the backfield. I do think they're both incumbent teams. Like the Giants and Raiders are still going to try to keep them. I know they're not going to tag them, you know, according to Adam Schefter last night, but I, I think they still are probably the most likely to bring those guys back. In particular, Antonio Pierce has made it clear he loves Josh Jacobs in Las Vegas. Um, you know, wants to be a focal point of the offense, wants to run the football. So I think, I think he probably goes back. Brad Spielberger, PFF, joining us here on the Fan Morning Show. Our Steelers insider, Mark Caboli from The Athletic. He said the Steelers should be able to add a veteran stud defensive lineman in free agency. That's not generally something they do. He mentioned Christian Wilkins from the Dolphins, DJ Reader from the Bengals. Do you think either are realistic options? Would that be smart business by the Steelers? And do those guys fit? I think Wilkins probably gets tagged in Miami, which makes it tough. Um, and if not, I mean, he's going to sign a deal for $20 million plus per year at this point. So, Again, we talked about, you know, Weidel and, and Omar had deviated, have spent more in free agency than, than the Colbert regime did. So maybe, but that one seems a bit of a stretch to me. I, I love the DJ Reader idea, not only just taking him away from a division rival in Cincinnati, but had the tough injury, quadriceps tear, which is, I'm assuming, a terrible injury, um, but, but a phenomenal football player. I mean, really, one of the better interior defenders in the entire NFL can push the pocket, create pressure, is phenomenal against the run, and maybe you kind of do a Larry Ogunjobi first-year type of deal, right? You say, look, you come in, you rehab in our building, we believe in your talent, who you are, maybe your market's not that strong, but we give you a pretty good one-year deal, and if everything goes well, we're signing you to an extension you know, off of that. So those ones are definitely make sense to me. I would throw in, too, um, Fletcher Cox, a bit older, but had a great year last year. In Philadelphia, has a connection to Andy Weidel. Maybe they want to bring in, you know, another veteran presence. Like a stopgap kind of guy. 
Yeah, who's a guy who's won a ring can can obviously. I know you have Cam Hayward in the building, but guys that can help Keanu Benson take those next steps. Um, he like 700 snaps last year. Fletcher Cox did. So still a very very good football player. Uh, I wouldn't be shocked if they go after him too. Thank you, Brad. This was delightful. Thank you, guys. Have a good one. Thanks, Brad. You too. Brad Spielberger, PFF. You know, he talked about corner potentially for the Steelers at 20th overall. I'll just double down on something I said yesterday, Dorn. I would not do that. I would not do that. No. I, I still, I need, I don't believe that they know what they're doing at that position through the draft. And, it, hey, look, it's a different GM. It didn't work out so well with the corners, with the secondary guys in the draft under Kevin Colbert. But where did, where did Omar Khan grow up? He grew up underneath Kevin Colbert. I know that they just got Joey Porter Jr. last draft. So that's Steelers fans, I can hear you right now yelling at your radios. They got a guy. He's really good. He's going to be a Pro Bowl player. I agree with that. He also fell right into their laps. Mm -hmm. He grew up with them. Mm -hmm. Their dad played here. Their dad coached here. Mike Tomlin was probably going to his birthday parties. Yes. Like, they were going to draft him, probably whether he was worth it or not, and he just so happens to be a good enough player. So I'm not going to say they they fixed their draft, what has ailed them in the draft, at cornerback because it's worked with Joey Porter Jr. I'd much rather them go interior offensive line, much rather them go with a tackle over corner in the first round. I just don't believe in them yet. Mm-hmm. And you do have you have Trice, who we did not talk about yesterday. Yeah, yeah. You know, coming they, off the injury, you know, he's a bigger corner. I, I thought that he was going to be in the mix even you know whenever he uh, before he got hurt. So. He is another component to this. Yeah, and they played, what is his name, Trenton Thompson last year. If you're going to play that guy, they would have played Trice if he hadn't got hurt. And he was a, a dude that was looked at as a steal for where the Steelers drafted him. Maybe he factors into their plans as well. Coming up next, we played Austin Bechtold's wonderful play-by-play call, the Baldwin win, yesterday. We'll play it again for you, and then he might already have been one-upped. No offense to you, Bechty. One of the best play-by-play calls I've ever heard. We'll let you hear that coming up next. You can get after us on Twitter, brought to you by South Hills Kia and Peters Township. Visit them at southhillskia.net. You can text us, 412-928-9370, brought to you by Edgar Snyder and Associates, a personal injury law firm where they always say there's never a fee unless we get money for you. Right now, it's a Bechtold fan headline. NFL scouting combine underway in Indianapolis. The workouts begin on Thursday with the defensive linemen and linebackers, defensive backs and tight ends on Friday, quarterbacks, wide receivers, running backs on Saturday with the offensive linemen putting their skills to the test on Sunday from Lucas Oil Stadium. The Steelers are the 20th pick of the draft. Headlines are powered by Bowser and Genesis of Monroeville. Now open for more. Go to 937thefan.com. Wait until you hear this play-by-play clip we're going to give to you. One of the best of all time. Doran, you have not heard this yet. And we will juxtapose that bad boy with the final call from the Baldwin game the other day from our friend and our intrepid producer, Austin Bechtel. We'll get to that in a minute. The Fan Morning Show is brought to you by Armstrong Comfort with Matt Mertz Plumbing. I know we're trying to not pound the table day after day after day for Justin Fields because the Steelers are probably not going to do it. But we just talked to Brad Spielberger, who's super tied in to what they got going on in Chicago. He's a Chicago guy. He's got his sources. It doesn't sound like there's going to be that many buyers for him. Mm-hmm. Like Atlanta might try to trade up and get a guy. It's not going to be Las Vegas. He's not going to go with Luke Getze. New England picks third. If they want a quarterback, they'll get him there. Washington picks second. If they want a quarterback, they'll get that guy there. If the Giants really wanted a quarterback, they could probably take one at six or they'd be more inclined to trade up. Because Justin Fields just feels like another Daniels situation all over again, perhaps. 
I, I don't think that the, it's going to be all that high of an asking price for Justin Fields. I just, I'm not seeing the suitors here, Dorn. I don't know where he'd wind up if it weren't Atlanta. Right back in Chicago. I guess if if you do that, the way you would do it is you'd either keep that first pick or you would trade that first pick and move back to two with Washington, like Brad was saying. You would just simply not pick up the option for Fields and he would be your backup. Maybe he's your starter and you let Caleb Williams simmer for a little bit. I mean, I guess they could do that. I think that would be a mismanagement of assets, though. Mm-hmm. Like you'd have. I think if you're Chicago, even if there's not a lot of suitors for Fields, if he's not your guy, you still got to get something for him. You know, right? If I were, if I were, if the one team that I would think would be interested in Justin Fields and it would make more sense would be New England because what do they pick three? Mm-hmm. Like you can get a lot with that third pick. I would, I would, I would trade for Justin Fields. Say it's a late second, or if it's a third, you're trading a third round pick. You trade out of the third pick. You get more picks mm-hmm. back into the first round, and then you could kind of build your team around Justin Fields and then go from there. One team that has not been linked to him at all, but I would be thinking about it honestly, wonder, is Cleveland. Okay. Hmm. You want Justin Fields and? I wouldn't pay. I wouldn't pay Fields then. I would have Fields on my roster. I wouldn't have to give up a ton. They don't have a lot of picks, so it's probably just it's probably not going to happen. But I would I would bring him in as a backup for Deshaun Watson because Watson the consistency hasn't been there, and then my man hasn't been able to stay healthy either. And this is an affordable backup option that could legitimately start. And we know that their roster is good enough to win. I would I would consider something like that, but I don't think that's in the cards. All right, you want to hear this play-by-play clip? Yep. So here is our guy, Austin Bechtold. Baldwin basketball wins a playoff game at home for the first time in 21 years. I think Austin really captured the moment. So N.A. will throw it in. Six-point game. Lukic throws it in. Three-pointer up. Dopperak. Off the mark for the first time in 21 years. The Baldwin Fighting Highlanders have won a playoff game in the first ever home playoff game in Baldwin basketball history. Tyler Kennedy joining us in 11 minutes to get into the Penguins, by the way. Becky, you did a good job. Mm-hmm. We haven't talked to you face-to-face about this. That's a very good call. Thanks, guys. And then you let it breathe after that. Yeah, I, that's one of the key things that really just made me so mad about the Super Bowl. Tony Romo, oh, Jim, oh, great play. Oh, let the moment live. Do you think that the play-by-play cr- crew in this Mississippi Valley State game let the moment breathe at all? <laughs> no. Uh, the, the answer to that is a resounding no. If you're not keeping up on Mississippi Valley State basketball, they hadn't won a game all year. They're playing at home. They win the game. Chaos ensues. Andre, that's game! And that will be game! And that will be game! The Mississippi Valley Devils are currently on a one-game winning streak. 
At first, I thought that was from a different country. At first, I thought I, I couldn't I couldn't tell what anybody was saying until towards the end. Oh my goodness! It sounds like a Saturday Night Live skit. It does. And the fans did rush the court, which has been <laughs> a massive topic of conversation across this country after what happened to Kyle Filipowski from Duke. And the just hilarious thing about it is. Literally 10 seconds later, they all just walked off the court. The fans, the fans, they were done. 10-second court storming. Where'd you, where'd you guys find that at? Mid-major madness. Put it out there. My buddy Nick Lawrenson. The oh. best part of that entire clip was, they're on a one-game winning streak. <laughs> what a senior night. They did not let that moment breathe. Wait, so you guys are trying to say, see, like, okay, you guys are, you know, broadcasters. You've been in the business a lot longer than I have. You would rather just silence in a moment like that? Yes. What the what the goal is, especially for TV, as there's supposed to be cutaway shots to reactionary fans, like, cheering very excited, or the opposing fans looking like they're mm-hmm. about to cry in their lives Cheerleaders crying. Yeah, everybody crying. Of that nature. Set the scene. One big crowd shot. That's what letting the moment breathe pretty much means to me, at least. What about if you're on the radio? Still, give it like five, six, seven seconds. Let the crowd noise just take over. Okay. okay. And then the color guy can jump in. Right. That was a that was a TV broadcast. Uh, oh, was it? Yeah. So they they could have they could have just let the commotion speak for itself. However, they didn't. All right. Now let's let's spin ever so slightly away from that court storming. And one final thought on the Filipowski Wake Forest storming. Did you hear what Jay Billis said? Yeah, I did. Jay Billis said, if you want to stop this, you lock the fans up. You arrest them. Man. Uh, you're going to have to have a, a police officer for every single fan, right? Right. And at that point, if you've got that many cops, you're just use them as security and don't have them rush the court. Right. You can't arrest everybody. It's just not going to work. And be like, Oprah, you go to jail. You go to jail. Yes. There's no practicality there. But I'll take it a step further, actually. You know, I don't think he was hard-lined on this enough. You storm the court. You touch an opposing player. Death penalty. Don't get that. Ship him off to Texas. A lethal injection. You know what? Even that's not strict Death enough. penalty for the school, too. Yeah. School, you lose all your scholarships. Yeah. The program's gone. And you, young man, freshman, forget about Econ 101 tomorrow. We're putting your ass in the electric chair. Except for the nine wind mountaineers. Boy, how about that last night? You see that? Overtime. You told me about it. They had a th- You couldn't wait to tell me about that. They had a 38-9 to run and lost the game in overtime. They were down, what, 25 with 13 minutes to go? That's right. And still found a new crushing way to lose. Thanks, Huggy Bear. Coming up next. You know what? That's coming clean. That Bob Huggins jerk. Coming clean, brought to you by Wetgo. Go Unlimited. Visit getgocafe.com slash unlimited for more details. Up next, Penguins tonight against Vancouver, 10 p.m. What are they going to do before the deadline? Have they turned things around? Tyler Kennedy joins us to discuss. But first, it's an Austin Bechtold fan headline.
The NHL trade deadline is approaching Friday, March 8th, the official deadline, to see if the Penguins will make a move 3 p.m., the deadline on the 8th. But the Penguins tonight in Vancouver, 10 o'clock, puck drop against the Canucks. It's a four-game road trip for the Penguins that begins tonight, currently on a two-game winning streak. Headlines powered by Bowser and Genesis from Monroeville. Now open for more. Go to 937thefan.com. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Going to be joined momentarily by one of our Penguins insiders, our Penguins experts, Tyler Kennedy. We were just talking to one of our cohorts, one of our, our friends here in the building, PJ, about the struggles of Evgeny Malkin. One goal in 19 games. A guy that used to be able to elevate his teammates. Now you could say he hasn't had help on his wings, but that's never really mattered for him before. Right. He's taken. He's been dominant up until this point. Like My question to TK is going to be, now, how do you get out of that rut? I mean, being an older player, like, how do you figure it out? How do you do something and get your game going, get the engines moving um, on a on a day-to-day, really, basis if you're Malkin? I mean, if he just ups his production, you know, a little bit, they can be a decent team. Yeah. They can be. When we played earlier on in the show Elliot Friedman's comments on the 32 Thoughts podcast, he said – you know, Dubas probably feels he owes it to this group, that they've earned the opportunity not to be sellers until right on up against that deadline. You know, Malkin hasn't been that guy this year. Like, that sounds to me like an expectation from Dubas. Oh, eventually he'll figure it out. In these next six games, we expect him to figure it out. I'm just not seeing it with that guy. Tyler Kennedy joins us right now to get into it. Uh, TK, Doran just asked this question Uh of you, but off the air, what do you think the Penguins need to do? What can Malkin do to get a spark back in his game? The one thing that always sparked Malkin was a game where he was in guys' faces. Sometimes, you know, he'd drop the gloves or someone would rock him. That gets Geno fired up where he's pissed off. You know, a pissed off Geno is the best Geno because he's determined to win. You know, right now, I haven't seen that kind of Geno. You know, I've seen him. He's working hard. He's trying his best. But there's a different level when Geno gets pissed off where he's unstoppable. And I think something at the beginning of the game has to happen, you know, and especially going into March. Like, this is the most exciting time for a player, a fan, because even, you know, especially for the Penguins, because right now you're going to see the guys – that are willing to play the best and to push to get into the playoffs, 
and you're going to see the guys that are already thinking about going home in two months. You know, so these are huge tailing tales for the Penguins coming up here, especially on this road trip. Do you think it's a confidence thing with with Malkin, or do you, like from your perspective, being a former player, whenever you watch Malkin skate up and down the ice, and whenever you you, you watch these games, does it look like he's lost a significant step? Or does it look like his confidence is gone? Like, what actual like detail do you think it is that he's been playing this way? You know, I, I don't. I, Gino still has the skill. I do think like it's nothing about being in shape. Like, if you're not in shape by end of February, like something's wrong. Like he's in shape. He's got it. I think maybe he's in his own head a little bit. You know, I feel like someone's gonna, you know, talk and say, hey, Gino. You're a good player. Don't let all this outside noise get inside your head. Play the way you can play. We need you right now. Let's go. I, again, I think he's in his head a little bit, and he, he will find it. I just, you know, I think maybe someone needs to just talk to him and say, hey, we still believe in you. You still are the guy. You still can get it done in this league. Rusty gets hurt, and of course he was super hot, and he was performing well in that Flyers game, and now he's not even going to go on this West Coast road trip. Do you see any way, TK, that without Rust, without Gensel, even with the way Crosby's playing, that they can win enough games of these six to make it so that Dubis stands pat at the deadline? Yeah. I, I, like, when you have Sid as a leader, when you have a, a true leader that's going to bring you into that, that battle the right way, I think there's always a chance. You know, and let's see what some other guys have. Let's see what... You know, when Jeff Carter gets more ice. Let's see when, you know, a, a Raquel gets more ice. Let's see if the guys can really step up. Because, uh, you know, there's there's always going to be injuries. But you really know what kind of team you have when you can battle through those injuries and still play well. When you think of Washington Capitals, they've been through a lot this year. They're still doing really, really well. You know, again, let's. this is such a telling tale, this road trip, because these are playoff game for them. These are teams that it's extremely hard to go into a Vancouver, a Calgary. All those, it's so hard to win in those buildings, and you have to play your A game. You know, so uh, I do think they have it. I think it's going to be a tough task, but you got to start at game one. And, you know, again, if I'm behind Sidney Crosby, I got full faith in that team. Throw out your scenario to TK with uh, Gensel. TK, do you think that they could approach Gensel and say, hey, listen, man, if things don't go well between now and the deadline, look, we're going to trade you. We're going to try to get some picks and prospects in return, but we'd be amenable to negotiating a contract this offseason in your return. Do you think they could do something like that? Yeah, like I think anything's possible. I think, yeah, they probably have that conversation. Hey, we're going to let you go for a little bit. Maybe we'll we'll try to re-sign you. But as 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 soon as he leaves the team, I always feel like a player doesn't – the loyalty, as soon as he leaves the city, it leaves just a little bit. You know, where, oh, you know, maybe I did enjoy going out to Dallas or Vegas. You know, if the Penguins want me, the price tag, I know I said I'd take this, but I enjoyed it out there. Or yeah. I, I, I liked it. And you know what? Instead of this, I want that. So that's that's the only tricky situation because when I got traded – I love the Penguins. They're they're always my number one team. But when I went to a California and I was living that life, you, you kind of lose a little bit of that. Yeah, you know you, you and you don't realize 
that, you know, again, I think I played my best hockey here and it was because of the players I was around, but I think you'll lose loyalty when you get traded to another team. Tyler Kennedy joining us here on the fan morning show on hockey night in Canada, Elliot Friedman on Saturday said that the Penguins are listening on their goalies. Could you envision a circumstance where they would trade Tristan Jari? Do you think that could be a good idea? Well, not before this road trip. I know that they need him these next couple games to be an All Star. But um, yeah, I, I I think if the you know I think with Kyle Dubas, if it's the right if it's the right price tag for him, he would trade him and try to figure it out. You know, the one thing in the NHL when you have a goalie that's your number one and a solid number one, it's it's one of the like it's like finding a number one player in the league that's going to lead. It's extremely rare. You know, I know they have this young guy coming up, but playing well in the AHL and playing well in the NHL is like completely different. You know, there's there's guys that excel in one and then doesn't excel at the other. It doesn't matter which way you flip flop it. So again, when you're having a number one in Jari, like it, the the price tag has to be pretty good. But do I think he'll do it? Yes. Last thing here for you, TK. Have you seen this Rangers guy, Matt Rempe? I mean, he comes into the league and he's taking on some of the toughest customers around like Nicholas Delorier. I mean, is he just going to do this for every single team's tough guy? Like, How sustainable is that? Listen to this. I'll ask you a question. If he can be on the Penguins right now, would you take him on the fourth line? Yes. I would take him in, in yes. a second. I would take him yesterday. So, so listen to this one. Like, So I talk, so I don't want to mention names, but I've talked to a GM. You know, I talked to him quite a bit and he goes, there's not enough guys like this kid that's Rempy kid that are coming in the league and that are, are, you know, the wife, the wolf climbing the hill. They want to get to the top and they'll take anything. And this kid is making a name for himself. And I know he's going to war every night, but he is making such a name for himself that even if the Rangers don't sign him, there's a lineup of teams that will. Because he's willing to take on anyone. He's willing to stick up for his teammates. Like, I love this kid. That was like that, you know, I feel like that was the hunger that, you know, I had in the guys in my era that were coming up, even the tough guys. And that's what I, you know, I have so much respect for this kid. And, you know, it's it's so nice to see a kid with that kind of fire, that fire that, you know, you don't see very often. And, again, He's making a name for himself throughout the league, throughout really the world, just by, you know, fighting three times, you know, and the, it, the sucks was the one in uh, Columbus, his last one. Cause you can tell, you know, these tough guys, they're fighting for a job. They're fighting to put right. food on the table too. They're waiting for him. You know, like he's going up against Reeves on Saturday. This they're reading each other's game tape. But again, the best advice from a guy that I couldn't stand playing against, and I fought five times, Sean Avery, he said, TK, you never lose when you show up. And this kid hasn't lost yet because he's showing up. And that goes, honestly, everything in life. You show up, you're going to win. It doesn't matter you win or lose. You just got to show up. Yeah, like Max Talbot against the Flyers. I don't think that was you know, his best in terms of a fight, but that sure got you boys going, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, boys, it's all about showing up and putting your – on the line, you know, and that's, that's what the kids do. And that's what Max did. Again, we knew Max got beat up, but it didn't matter. He, <laughs> he showed up, he put his face in front of a couple punches, but that, that's how you gain respect. That's how you show a, a leader in a different way. Um, again, that kid's going to have a job for a while. 
even if it's not on New York, he, he, he is, you can, you can see it in his eyes. He's got that fire, which is, which is unbelievable to see. TK, appreciate the time as always, man. Thanks a lot. All right, thanks, guys. Thanks, TK. We'll talk to you next week. You could you could tell the passion in his voice how much he he appreciates that. That is that's fantastic. Whenever he gets on those, whenever you ask him a story you know, time, I mean, it is unbelievable, and you could just see it play out in your mind. Some of the stuff that he says and some of the stuff that he's went through, and for the passion in his voice that I heard there, you could tell that that, that that's the type of player that he would take in his foxhole. Well, and I do think the Penguins, I don't believe necessarily in the enforcer thing, but the Penguins have been missing a guy that can mix it up. I mean, mm-hmm. you have to be able to play, too. You have to be able to score. You have to be able to contribute, in my opinion. But the, his description there of even Max Talbot, yeah, he knew he just had to get his face in front of a couple punches. What? That's an unreal job description. Oh, no, I'm not a fighter. I just got to get my face in front of a couple of punches. And look what it did. Mm-hmm. How about this kid going against Reeves Saturday, he said. Yeah, well, so that let, let's peel this back yeah, a little yeah. bit next and, and how it relates to the Penguins as well. But he is going to play against Toronto and Reeves, and it's already being billed like it's a boxing match. <laughs> like, they got nothing against each other. They're going to fight. They're just going to fight. We'll talk about that a little bit when we come back at the top of the hour. It was a it was a performance yesterday that some are saying was good from a Pirates player, a key Pirates player. Others are saying it's bad. So what do we make of that? That's at 9 o'clock right now, a Bechtold fan headline. Pitt basketball tonight on the road against Clemson. You can hear it right here on 93.7. The fan beginning at 6.30 with our pregame coverage. Tip-off is at 7. Both Pitt and Clemson are tied for fifth place in the ACC. Headlines are powered by Bowser and Genesis of Monroeville. Now open for more. Go to 93.7thefan.com. I don't think it's hyperbole to say that the Pirates season hinges on the back of two players. We'll talk about those guys coming up at 9 o'clock, and we have four tickets to give away to an awesome event, 412-928-9370. So the best caller on that topic, you'll win the tickets, giving you plenty of time to call in. Again, 412-928-9370, the 50-minute mark on the fan, is brought to you by South Hills Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, Route 19 in Peters Township, celebrating 50 years in the South Hills. We were talking to TK about this guy, this rookie, taking the league by storm, Matt Rempe for the New York Rangers. So if you're not familiar, my man is six foot eight. So he's a brick, you know what house. He fought Matt Morton of the Islanders, who we all know is as tough as they come. Fought Matthew Olivier. He got his butt whooped in that one. One of the best enforcers in the National Hockey League with Columbus. He also fought another great enforcer. We saw him on Sunday with the Flyers, uh, Delorier. He's come up. He's fighting all the toughest guys in the league. He has a rematch coming up against the Blue Jackets. He's probably going to fight that guy again. And then they got Toronto and Reeves this weekend. And I'm not usually wondering for, like, these orchestrated fights. Like, I think fighting is an emotional part of hockey, and if it boils over, okay, it boils over your men, you throw hands, right? I'm so intrigued by this guy because there's these guys don't exist. It used to be every team in the league had one. Mm-hmm. Now there's, like, five of these guys in the whole league. It's it's kind of appointment TV for me. Yes. Like I'm gonna watch that game. Great great hockey teams. I'm gonna watch that game this weekend to watch Reeves fight off with this with this six foot eight dude. The thing that has gone away, the reason why, and you said it earlier, like you have to have you have to bring something else to the table, and that's why Ryan Reeves didn't fit here, I believe as well. And it just didn't fit Sullivan's system. But I do think that there's a place for guys like that, especially whenever you have a guy like Sidney Crosby especially whenever you have a big-time guy that, you know, you want to protect. I, I do think that there's a spot and a place for 
players and enforcers in hockey, but you have to bring something else to the table. But I, I felt the passion earlier in TK's voice, and I know exactly what he's talking about. There's a guy that's coming up. He's young. He's like, I got to make an. It's like it's like going to jail. Like you know, you got to you know, you get initiated in jail. It's like all right, well, I'm gonna find the biggest dude. And I'm gonna knock him out. Like I'm gonna try to fight him. Wolf always used to say that about camp back in the day. Yes, Steelers camp. Yeah, like he'd take the oh the newcomer big shot. I'm gonna kick his butt. Right. Yeah. Well, you earn you earn respect, and then you get to confidence in yourself. Like I can do this. You know, this is the type of player that I want to be. This is the type of player I am. I'm here now. I'm wearing the jersey. You know, I want to take out the biggest guy, the biggest dog, and see if I if I measure up. Mm-hmm. So I I love this. You said appointment TV. Like now, I am going to watch yeah. that game. And the hockey should be great between those two teams, but come on, we're signing up for yes. Reeves Rempy. Let's go. Two big hosses going at it. You know, the Penguins have missed just frankly a call up from a guy that's eager, even like somebody that you feel has earned their worth in the AHL that you can call up that is going to bust their butt for the 12, 14 minutes you put them on the ice. Like, they need that. Like, if they had this guy, and again, he, he scored six goals and four assists in 53 games in the AHL. Like, you would need to have more production from a guy at the NHL level for me to want to play him routinely. But if they would have had him for the last week, the Penguins, just, just something to upset the apple cart a little mm-hmm, bit. Mm-hmm. And I think that they... I'm not one of these big, you need an enforcer guy. But I would love if they had somebody that could stir it up when they've had some of these slow starts. Montreal the other day, must win game. They do win 4-1. to one. Tristan Jari had to bail them out in the first period. If they had a guy that they could call up, a guy that they could insert into the lineup that would not allow for the, the, the first 15 minutes of that game to go the way that they did, they desperately need that. Get on it, Dubas. And you can acquire something for nothing, mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. Just a spark plug. Coming up next, I think the Pirates season hinges on two people. One of them was on the diamond yesterday. Mixed results, I'd say. We'll talk about him. We'll talk about the other guy. You can weigh in at 412-928-9370. Next, Fan Weather is brought to you by Sun Chevrolet. Check out special financing for qualified buyers on new Silverado 1500 trucks. High is 60 today, 60% chance of rain. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.